and welcome to another episode of Out of Character with Jupiter and Cotton. Hello. Hello. How, how's your How's your uh, Sunday so far? Oh my gosh. Thank you. I have had a fantastic weekend. I went to the movies, saw the new Thor movie, and then I came back and I finished putting together my dresser I purchased and I organized all my clothes. And, and I bet you did that with electric lighting? Yes. Man. What's that, <laughs> What's that like? What's... You know, it's awesome living in a real estate. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your weekend. Uh, well, <laughs> it started out fine. And uh-uh. then the power, uh, we had like the worst thunderstorms known to man. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and then saw the power go out and heard, and heard the hump. Like, you don't realize it, but like there's always something making noise. And then there's that dead silence and pure blackness as every light is off. And yeah, so uh, it, it's hot. So AC didn't work. Oh, is that why you woke to, up that early? Uh, no, it was just, it was the thunderstorms. It was oh, just like, I see. like rackingly loud lightning or thunder uh, thunder booms. Uh, the thunder booms, fuck the thunder. Thunder was loud. It was loud. So uh, yeah, that woke me up, and I and I was like, well, this sucks. I can't go to sleep. You know, at least it's Sunday, and I don't have to like do anything, and I can just spend the day recovering from being up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's the sound of the power going out. Maybe our editor can put a better, like, depower. No, he's not. He's going to use what you said. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the depower noise from now. Like, it'll be in the, the Masquerade game. It'll be like, and you flick the main switch. And, like, I just come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have to send this to Oz so he can capture it. <laughs> it'll be the power noise. It'll be the Wilhelm scream of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You I mean, do cat more takes. That looks so you in the eye. Bam. You know, <laughs> that's kind of what a cat could make, I guess. But sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, power went out. That sucked. That's that's what. That that it was back. So thankfully, well, back. So you're happy. Yeah, we're good. Good, good. All right. Well, as stated in the uh, out of character channel in the Discord, we're recording the next three Sundays. This is the first one. We have to record the next three Sundays in preparation for Gen Con to make sure that we're still putting stuff out while we're away. That's right. Dedicated to content. Dedicated to content. We're not going to just take the week off, much as we would want to. (laughs) We can't do that. We made a promise. And tonight, we're going to talk about, or today, this episode, we're going to talk about pain GMs. And the reason this came up is in the Without a Net Discord, Zakara. Uh, who is a, a, a listener of the podcast and of this podcast. And and I just went up and visited him and Queen Jenny last weekend. He w- he posted that he was looking for a game. And, you know, we're, people were kind of talking like, well, you know, what are you looking for? And he's like, cyberpunk. And, you know, he, he was just saying that he's always the GM. Like, he rarely gets to be the player. And when he does, the games usually just fall apart. Not due to him, just due to other things coming up. And when I visited him in uh, Queen Jenny last weekend, I I talked to him a bit more. I said, you know, it made me start thinking about, well, you know, if you're a forever GM and everybody always expects you to to GM, you should be compensated for that. And he was just like, nobody's going to. He goes, I agree, but nobody's going to do that. And I was like, no. It should be a thing. It should really be a thing because supply and demand dictates we have more players than we have GMs. So if GMs are in low supply, 
high demand. Why are we not paying them then to make it happen? Yeah, I um, I actually had the exact same thought process. Mm-hmm. And I have bad news that I, I, I think there are like structural factors that are keeping this from happening. Like I agree, there is a demand. There are more players than there's an imbalance. There's always more players than GMs, but like even accounting for a four or five to one ratio, there's still more of those fucking players than there are of of GMs. So you're right. Why? And I think I've I've sat down, googled it, read mm-hmm. about it, thought yeah. about it. And I think I, I think that there's bad news. I think it's going to be tough. Really? Because I did my research. I Googled it. I watched videos. And it is a thing that is happening. It oh, is oh, in oh, the oh, beginning. Oh. It's in its okay. infancy stage. It's, it's happening, though. There's a man in New York City. Now, this is pre-pandemic. But he hosts in his apartment. He has all the minis, the battle mat, the table, the book. He has everything. He charges $100 an hour, and he gets it. It's a three-hour session, $100 per person, not for the game, per person. He gets it. It's three hours of game time. He does two hours of prep. So if you go five hours, you know, three. Uh, if you're paying, if you're one person, you have to pay 300 bucks. Well, that that $300 covers the five hours he puts into it, and so that's really 60 bucks an hour. Yeah, and you know he's going to use some of that stuff again. My, I think my issue is not so much New York. I guess I'm coming at it from that more rural perspective. Outside of those major areas, I don't think it. I think there. I think it drops off faster than anything else would. Like people have sandwich shops in New York and Dillies, and they know they, uh, they no doubt have nicer ones in New York, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have like a subway in Natchez, right? Yeah. I I think it drops off like much faster. Well, yeah, from I, the larger city to a rural area. I don't think you're going to go from like a five to a one. I think you're going from like awesome to zero. <laughs> uh, so on this topic, I know Bamps has a lot of uh, opinions about it, and we invited him to join us, and he, he was a bit late, but he's here now. Welcome. Uh, I arrive precisely when I mean to. I am not late. You are not late. Okay. Wow, that's a diva thing to say. Cotton, write that down so you can use it later. I think he just ripped off Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> am I right? No, no, you didn't. You ripped off uh, Gandalf. There you go. Wow. Got there. Give me a second. It's a very diva thing to say. Yeah. I'll give you plenty of room to bury yourself in that. And you got to think, Gandalf the White was a bit late. Like, they were getting their asses kicked. Like, it would have been a much easier day, though less interesting film, if he showed up, like, ten fucking minutes earlier, right? Like, it would be like, like, man, we lost, like, a lot of good people because at five, ten minutes, you know? All right. So, so we just started uh, talking about this. Bamps and uh, Cotton says it's it's just not a thing. It's just not going to be a thing. And I said, well, I did my research, and and there are people getting paid. The first example I found was a man in New York City that was getting a hundred dollars an hour per person, three hour game. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of, but he's getting it. And New York is more expensive. To Cotton's point, yes, cost of living is higher. Things are more expensive in New York. And as you go to more rural, yes, it's going to be different. But the next example I found was a GM that started out in one of the western provinces of Canada. I want to say like Saskatchewan, out that way. I don't know for sure. I thought that was the word I heard. And they started with 20 bucks a person for a game. That was it, just 20 bucks a person. Not per hour, just for the seat, 20 bucks. And they got it. And they've been building up from there, and now they're able to charge a bit more. 
I think it's naturally limited by how bespoke it is, though. Like, that guy's going to get situated, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Then, like, the door shuts, because you only have yourself. So you're running a game of five or six people, whatever your number is. It's not going to be more than, say, ten. And most businesses do not exist on, say, ten customers. And you're like, okay, we well, can run multiple. Most people's availability is, what, Friday night, Saturday, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, his capacity is going to be quickly maxed out, and you're not going to be hitting you, – like, you can't expand it. It's not like most businesses. If you open – like, I made the example of a sandwich shop. If I have invented the perfect sandwich menu, I can write that shit down in a three-ring binder, pass it out, and have someone else make my awesome idea. GMs don't work that way. You can't, like, expand your business. If, if you were to, like – have GMs that were kind of under your employee or tutored under or, or you know were, were under your tutelage or whatever. The whole thing is in their head. It's not like like you may want to start your own X business, but you can't afford the store or the equipment. GMing is just between your ears. So like if I expand my business and I'm going to hire a new GM, they have no reason to affiliate with me once they fill the the table. Like why am I paying this guy a cut? I can just go. Tell them, hey, y'all, meet at my yeah. place. Now, I may have okay. more minis. I think it'll do probably well in New York, where people have apartments and they don't have room for all this shit. Mm-hmm. And they want a higher quality experience. I think it's going to be really hard to, like, grow and, and, and to, to scale. It feels like it's a very bespoke thing, like the way some people have personal hairstylists. Like, that, they have, like, f- 10 clients, and that's all they have. That, that kind of thing. Hmm. What do you think, Bams? I don't think I see anybody making, like giant bucks off of it you know what i mean but i do see people making decent livings doing Mm -hmm. something they love yeah like if we were to take that second guy you mentioned the the 20 dollars an hour right Mm -hmm. 20 dollars a seat just 20 bucks to play okay so he's making like 100 bucks a week doing that and theoretically that's not a lot of money if you were to compare it to hours invested Mm -hmm. but now once he's built that up a little bit to when it's then Okay, I'm going to charge, let's say, $50 a session. Mm-hmm. You think maybe four to five hour session, depending upon, you know, start time, break, et cetera. That's 50 bucks a person, five people. That's $250 for that time. And then you could just do that five days a week. And now all of a sudden, that's a lot more money. Yeah. But I, I don't, how do you. I'm trying to say I you get there five days a week. Most people right, can't look, look, take look. them to I, So let's just say right now, I work full-time, right? I work full-time. But on Saturdays, I can run three, four-hour sessions. On Friday, I can, one, one, I can run one at night. And on Sunday, I can do three more. I can run seven games a week. If you hated yourself. If yeah. I hated myself. seven. I mean, let, but let's just say as a side hustle, as a side hustle, if I did seven games a week and say each game was three hours, four hours, let's just say three hours, three hours long. It's 21 hours. That's a, that's a part-time job. And let's say I take five per game. That's 35 people paying me, what, 25? Let's say 20. That's a decent money. Yeah, yeah that's good, good money. That's, that's come good on. money. Come what? It's, it's you don't think that's good use, money? I do think it's good money. I think, you, I think if you have tried to do that for three straight weeks your yeah. ability unless you are herculean in your gm constitution mm-hmm. uh you are going to get run out of gas 
and people who are paying do not want the Jupiter experience. They want Jupiter Plus because you're out there just giving it away for free. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not. Yeah, just giving it away for free. <laughs> not. You know, you say such things. And, uh, and so now they're going to want Jupiter Plus. So now you're running yourself like fucking ragged providing this wonderful experience. And then you're going to have – I think your quality is going to suffer. I think you're not going to be consistent. I think something's got to give. Again, unless you were just a, you know, the the, the machine that does not, you're the Cal Ripken Jr. Mm-hmm. of of GMing, and just cannot be stopped. Then but it I can would be done. People. But it can be done though. It can be done. You have to admit it's at least possible. This is this is how people end up uh, in like pyramids games. Like, <laughs> I'm not bringing people possible. under me. I'm not doing an MLM you be here. Your own boss? All you have to do is include more power than's in your downstream, okay? And then you can make a shit ton of money. Yeah, okay. I'm not talking about bringing people under. I'm not talking about hiring other GMs. I'm talking about just me offering myself as a GM. You, Everybody pays 20 bucks for a three-hour game. Bam, done. It's a one-shot. If you want a campaign, fine. It's up to you, your group. But I'm just saying, if you're looking for a GM and you want somebody to give up that time, they should be compensated. And the uh, person sure. GMing should be the one to say, you got to pay me. Now, let that brings me to home games. Home game. Let's say you have a home game. You have six people, five players, one GM. That one GM is always the GM. Nobody ever wants to take a seat at the big chair. Nobody wants to run the game. They always want to be a player. So this poor guy, this poor person, because it could be a woman as well, is always stuck as the forever GM. They should get paid. That home table should do something to compensate. It doesn't have to be cash, but that GM better get paid in some way. <laughs> is it a cash, grass, or ass type of thing? No, it could be, it could be food. It could be food. It could be grass. I'm cool with that. Like, no, basically, yes, that could in fact be means of payment. If, but I think if the other players refuse to take a turn, then that GM should get some form of compensation. As somebody in that position, I agree. But uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> not in the guards. But I if guess. you were not in that position, you wouldn't agree. Uh, no, if you I, were the player. I, paid. I have, I have, I am a forever GM who has uh, who has paid money on two or three occasions to to have a a D and D game or, or yeah, was the a D and D game played. Yeah, oh. I've I have paid for GMs. I have no moral, and that's 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 hill number one. That's that's already a problem. Like if you just Google this, there is just this inherent faction of people who think it is just morally wrong that D and D and tabletop gaming is pure and not to be sullied by the tendrils of you know capitalism. Those people are wrong. Because it's yes. already been sullied by capitalism. <laughs> we would hate for anyone to be making money, like Wizards of the Coast, like the puppet meme with like the eyes. Like, <laughs> honestly, uh, our yeah. editor feels the same way. That capitalism should not be in my RPG. And He's I'm like, a fucking, wait, he a also wrong. Knowledge. Give me a break. It's already there. He probably has a shirt with the hammer inside. Thought he looks so fake. go like. You're so robot right now. I think your oh. internet's all messed up still. But that's okay, because you weren't saying anything important. I enjoy that all of that will be deleted. Because I know, all of it will be deleted. And it's fantastic. I love it. I just like, let him ramble. At this point, you're still robotic. Stop talking. You're still roboting. <laughs> How about <laughs> Babs and I will talk for a bit? <laughs> Lucky you.
Yeah, I'm always excited to get to speak with you. So on the subject of capitalism invading tabletop gaming, there was a thing that was going on as people were talking about. As we are running Vampire for our main game right now, I'm in a couple of Vampire-related discords, and they were just launched a new Nexus, they're calling it, which is basically D&D Beyond for, for Vampire. And people are asking, it's like, oh, well, I bought the book that came with the PDF from the company that then lost the rights, and it's now going to another company, which they had a, a window where you could you know, get your stuff redownloaded from them. And then they bought stuff on Roll20, and now there's this this Nexus platform, which, big surprise, is also selling digital integration of the various books. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't want to have to buy this a fourth time. And I'm like, you shouldn't. Mm-mm. Oh, this. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I got yeah. DC a little bit there. Uh, are we talking about the D&D Beyond deal? For World of Darkness, the one that they just launched, which <laughs> is still in beta and doesn't have a working character creator, which seems like the kind of thing that you should launch when mm-hmm. you're launching your your beta test, you know. Yeah, it was uh, VTM, our uh, cotton. Ah. But yeah, capitalism's already part of your RPG. I'm sorry. I, yeah. It's not being sullied, because you're paying for somebody's time to run a game. Now, the thing I worry about, like I'm not gonna jump and do this. I, I'm not. Number one, I don't think I'm a good enough GM. But I think if you're a person who is very charismatic and engaging. If you have any kind of theater background, improv background, you have an understanding of the rules. I and you you know, you could do the voices and you can make it a totally immersive experience. I think you would do great at this. I think you could I think it could be a thing. I, I, you're kind of pulling me there, but I'm I am still concerned that like it maxes out so quickly. Like you hit you hit the wall with how much money you, you can make and how many people you can Provide service for. Well, if I didn't work and I ran games five nights a week and twice on the week, uh, twice on weekdays or weekends, uh, you know, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then one night, uh, one game for every night of the week. All right. I mean, it, but st- that's five, six, seven, eight. That's nine games a week. 20 bucks a person. Five seats at each table. Yeah. I, 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 th- Sure, go for it. I mean, like, if, if it happens, I love it. <laughs> I just feel like you're going to struggle to maintain. Like, but if you're, I'm not saying me, of, I'm just saying a per. I think anybody can anybody. do it. I think they could do it, though. As a full time job, I think it's viable. I think, and I think it, I don't think it's wrong to ask to, to be paid. I think Zakara, who's a forever GM, should be asking for compensation. Sure, Even if I, it, I, just five bucks a person. Just I think if I'm forever GM and nobody else is going to take a turn, I think I deserve something. I, I'm hearing what you're putting down, or I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, the, uh, it's going to be hard to fill those Tuesday night slots and those Wednesday night slots. I get it. You 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 out there and you 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 pound the pavement, and let's say you even get it. Okay, cool. I think it's like it's also hard to get players to know who you are. You got to build your rep up. And yep. I even looked on Yelp. They specifically do not cater to e-commerce. Or mm-hmm. so they'll pay your low in a big city. Maybe you can pull it off. You can have enough people with time on their hands. I, I can see it being more able to be done online. But mm-hmm. I think the problem there is online gaming is, I think for a lot of people, a huge step down. So now I'm paying for something which is inherently shittier to a lot of people, and I'm included in that, compared to real life. 
So I think you have to have some type of reputational thing. You have to have some review system, some yeah. type of Angie's list for uh-huh. the GM. Uh, because it's going to be weird when people show up and they're like, oh, well, this was not quite the quality I wanted, so I'm going to bow out. Or, uh, or you know, this is okay-ish, but not that much. Like that's That's been my experience. I've actually paid for GMs, and it was, like, fine. Like, it was good. And I was thinking, like, I kind of paid just to have a good D&D session because I needed – I had a friend who was online, not able to come meet me in person, and we just wanted to do some stuff before he got, you know, shipped to Syria. So Yeah. All right. So, number one, I think now in a post-pandemic or still in an existing in a pandemic world – I think people would be okay with online. As long as you, like, you had Roll20, you had the maps, you had the handouts, you had everything ready to go, and it ran smoothly, you had music, it was, again, an immersive experience, I think you're still okay doing it online. But, yeah, you could probably have some face-to-face games as well. Why not? I don't think Um, you even need all that. uh, Yeah. All you really need to get started is a presentable body of work. Yeah. Like, in situations where I have looked to run a bunch of games for randos online, not in a paid situation, just in general, I'm like, since I had done the Runner Hub stuff and I had that on a YouTube channel, I'm like, I'm looking to run this game. Here is a body of my work of mm-hmm. games that I have run, so you can see how I run games, you can see how my style, you can see how I am, and of course I would now also use the podcast. I'm like, look, this is this yeah. is how I run. So you could see literally thousands of hours of how I play games and if it's something that you would know going into it at least a little bit with a paid jam situation that what you're going to get out of it. I have seen on the RPG subreddit in particular it comes up occasionally and there's that group of people that for some reason thinks capitalism doesn't belong in this hobby that get real loud about it and there's been the occasional AMA with people who have been paid GMs and are doing it as their basically their job now. And a lot of them offer like session zeros for free and then a session for free. Mm-hmm. And then if you find out you don't like it, I've got a waiting list because yeah, every table needs one GM. I don't need all of these players. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how is it any different? Like... People that are against capitalism in your RPGs. What's the critical role? Those people are, are, people pay them for the entertainment. This is no different. This is people sitting at a table paying somebody to entertain them via an RPG. Highest grossing Twitch chat. Yeah. How is that any different? You're paying for entertainment. Well, there's, there's always it. people on Reddit bitching about something. There's not always going to be people like bitch. Netflix went up in price, and it was yes. like this is a crime against humanity. So that's <laughs> a bunch of people who you don't have to care about because they don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> it should be free. You know, so, I, I will say that it could be helped if you're trying to start this business and you're running it online. It's kind of bams and spitballing uh, with with time zones. Like you may have your Friday and Saturday nights booked by local Americans who are somewhat in your same time zone, or even in real life. So, okay, great. But now the Australians come online at a point where, you you know, no one else is going to be butting up against them. And then, you know, the French and the Germans. So you could kind of like have your real life or online gaming that was kind of in American time zones at popular points, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like also be, if you had your hours right, you could hit multiple time zones as they yeah. 
hit their hit their their off times. So yeah, okay. Yeah, you could that's do a, it. That's a point. I think you could do it. I was in a game for a little while until my schedule changed drastically and things moved around a bit. I was home from market two o'clock most days, and I was playing in a mostly European game because I was home at two. That was their evenings. Worked out fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that. And I agree, people should get paid. I have no moral. Like we're all on team. Like get 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 money, y'all. Get this paper. <laughs> so, Bamps, because you have a body of work to to show. So you have this is the kind of GM I have here. Look at all of this. So when people sign up, they know what they're going to get, right? They they got it. They understand how Bamps GMs. Absolutely. What would you charge per per seat per hour? How would you do it? I would only do it in a situation where my lifestyle changed. Like, let's say I broke a leg and to go out for surgery of some kind that keeps me from being active and I wanted to do it. I would certainly put up a posting. I would probably offer the session zero for free. I would offer a session for free. And part of it would really depend upon which game you wanted me to run. Because like, sure, I could run Shadowrun, but I've kind of fallen out of love with Shadowrun and running it for the most part. Because we did it for almost two years yeah yeah and i ran a whole lot of it before that you know if you wanted me to run something that i wasn't interested in running it would cost more okay how much i would probably look at like 20 bucks a person a session for shadow run or just in general in general and you're thinking 20 bucks a person per session i think 50 minimum and I say only a zero session is free. No. You are BAMPs. You have a large body of work and proof of how well you GM 50 and no free session, just a zero session. No free session? Gosh. I mean, I'm kind of also down for just charging more, but it would definitely yeah. be the kind of thing I would fill out. Like, I would probably also kick it off to people in the Discord first and fans mm-hmm. of the show, people who obviously already know and have we have our parasocial relationship and for those of us who have gone to Gen Con, we have that real interaction that we've had you know mm-hmm. meeting people face to face is way different than online yeah so maybe i would start with them to see how i feel about it yeah i think that brings up uh, the issue of player quality you know we can say that gms are in demand well at a lesser level but still there are good players so if you're charging people 50 dollars a session you may very well fill your table and fill your slots with a bunch of jackasses who have to pay $50 for someone to play a mm-hmm. role-playing game with them. And God forbid you have all of them at the same time with their various neurotic horseshit. But that's what the zero session is for. That's when you tell them, look, if you are abusive or vulgar towards another player, out of character or even in character, if it's not warranted, you're ejected. No refund. I mean, yeah, I think you have to set the expectation, obviously. they The players need to tell you what they're expecting, which BAMP's Using Bamps as the example, he has a body of work. They know what they're getting from this GM. Okay. So then it's he has to then tell them, these are my rules. And if you don't follow it, you're ejected. That's it. You lose your spot. There's somebody else to take it. So I don't feel like there is a higher percentage of those guys at paid tables. I would argue that it is the opposite. Please argue. So... One of the big things that happens with paid GMing or that kind of stuff is that people want to be there because they want to get their, their air quote, their money's worth, right? So people who are assholes will quickly find out that 
you're getting booted because now you're infringing on everybody else's time and mm -hmm. a way that they feel they have control over that time because they are putting money in. In addition, most of that guy assholes that I have run into aren't the kinds to spend money. They're usually those same people that are like, keep spending money out of my hobby. I've heard people talking about and paid jamming on the, the RPG subreddit in relation to you would go to a game store and you would pay your your admittance fee, get a small, let's say you're paying $20, you would get $10 in store credit that you could spend on snacks and drinks and stuff because I feel like that's how most of those places make their money nowadays. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the, the air quotes paid GM for that would also get some kind of store credit bonus for that. And that's a way that some places do it. It's bringing people into the store, the store's making money, the GM is yeah. getting probably store credit to fund their various addictions because I mean well, you could do it price. that way you could play at your local you know your friendly local game store you could do that have a table there and, and do it it's going to be less I mean it's better to do it online but I mean you could do it you could run multiple games at a game store yeah and you could bring that in and get the cut and split it with the store sure it's just you know you'd get more money if it was just you doing it online or at your place and how many that guys are you really i mean how many are you really going to run into like you said a lot of them won't pay anyway but number two during this zero session don't you think you have good enough radar by now to spot the that guy sometimes yeah sometimes they can you know keep a lid on it for a little while and then mm -hmm. you know sucker punch you with some ha <laughs> bigotry so let me ask you this then. Let's say you put out 50 bucks a seat, uh, five seats. You're only running one game every, it's a one shot game every Saturday. It's 250 bucks. Are you saying that's not worth it to you? 250 bucks a week, extra thousand a month. It's real tempting and it really depends on, on what I'm running. If it's some kind of full on bespoke, homebrewed adventure campaign and stuff for mm -hmm. for that uh i would probably be in a situation where like in D D, there's a couple of starter adventures like lost minds of fandelver or something like that i would probably start off with something curated and mm -hmm. module at least for a little bit to just hit the ground running and ease into it so that everybody has an idea yeah but then maybe i yeah. am also looking at this from a, a situation where i am currently also editing and running a podcast which is a lot of a lot of work you are but you're also in a standpoint where your your job is a little meh right now and if you could move over from that to doing this full-time gming full-time would it just destroy you to to be a full-time gm and run multiple games a week i could i could probably do it because mm -hmm. i have I've been in four or five games a week for a couple of months at times, just in different ups and downs of games and groups and stuff. It would require probably some changing of my, my home setup because like yeah. right now my computer and stuff is in the living room and I would want to move that somewhere. So I'm less of a hassle to, to the Sus. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But it's, if somehow because of the way the world is nowadays, I was in a situation where I couldn't find work. 
because let's say, I don't know, the place of business closed down, like what happened to me several months ago. Yeah. I would certainly explore that option. Just like I would also immediately go and sign up for Uber and DoorDash and Lyft mm -hmm. and all of that other gig-based economy. This yeah. would just be another different thing. Okay. So, Cotton, your job. You know, you haven't, you, 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 I've heard you talk about your job. There's some unpleasantness there. If you could have a game on Saturday, five seats, you charged 50 bucks per. It's 250 bucks every week, an extra thousand a month. Is that not tempting? It's tempting. Also, do I sound good? Because I'm on my phone yes, now. Yes, you sound much better. Thank God. Here, here's the 4G. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's 250, okay? Yeah, I'm tempted, and it would be the kind of thing I would do depending on the players I could get. Yeah. Because if you're going to do it every week, or pretty much, I mean, and I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't do it every week because I have, like, shit I like a to life. go do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I, I have a once-a-month game, and I love doing it, and it just really, I just agonize over it. Like, every, that's why I just mm -hmm. do it, honestly. Like, I, I, will, I just will not plan until, like, two days before I go completely insane, tear up all my shit. And so I, I don't know if I would do it, frankly. I would do it once a month, maybe twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about what I would do. That's, that's what it's worth to me because, you know, like a lot of people, I have, I have an okay job. And so you're like, okay, would, would you give up your Saturday for, you know, 250 bucks? Maybe. A lot of times, kind of. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's not that tempting. And if okay. it were my job, I, I wouldn't mind like a nine to five or a, whatever it was if it were my job, but I, I have a job. So if I didn't have a job, would I, you know, that that's where it gets a little, a little janky, I think. I, and maybe that's why it's, it's only, it's not more popular because I, there, there's that big hump between it's a thing I do less than 10 times a month versus I'm trying to make 40, 50, 60 K a year being super GM. You know, that's I, there, there's a big jump there where I don't I, I don't know how you would use GMing to make like 15K a year, which is a lot, but not enough to live on, you know? Yeah, not enough to live on. OK. All right. Well, I I think I would. I don't think I could get 50 like Bams could. But I think if I. You need more if, faith in yourself. <laughs> if well, so what what I've in my research, what I heard was or what I found out was. Improv skills, voice acting skills, really good knowledge of the rules. So if I spent like a solid six months developing those skills, I would then feel okay to go, all right, maybe 25, maybe 45 a, a person for a seat. I would do it. I would do a game every Saturday and or every Sunday. I would do it. I, I would do it as a side hustle. If I could get the takers, I would totally do it. It's also the kind of thing that I would do, and this is something that I've really started doing since the podcast started, was aiming for shorter intentional games. Mm -hmm. Not like kicking off a D&D &D campaign and everybody expects it's going to go to level 20. No. I would probably set it up as I have these slots. These slots are good for, let's say, six months. Dependent upon how many words. Dependent upon how many sessions per month you're you're expecting that group to do right because if you think about it a, a season of a show is usually 12 to 24 episodes 
So it's like a season of a thing, and you get the you get the pilot for free, and you get the casting call for free. There would also be a upfront like these are my lines and veils. These are things that I will not have at the game. And if you have, first of all, if you have any problems with them that aren't more restrictive, I'm not going to waste my time because it's like I'm not going to be like, oh, well, let's have super mega dark backstory stuff that I as a GM am not interested in and I'm sure that the rest of the table is also not interested in mm-hmm. it would it would take a you would have to have a whole new skill sets not, not only are you talking about being an excellent GM worth this money you're talking about a person who now has to run a business and has to have conversations yeah. which are different because they're being paid they're paying you money so when they come up to you and have input they're not like your friend who can say how about you uh Drink a nice tall glass and shut the fuck up, Juice. They're paying you money. (laughs) And if they have a suggestion over how a thing should go, you can't say, well, fuck you as my game and, you know, pound sand. It's, it's, it's a, you have to have a different type of conversation. It's it's going to shift the power dynamic, you know, and hopefully you have people who are mindful of that. But it's something to keep in mind. You have to be a business person and you have to have that skill alongside your GMing. Absolutely. You have to have, very good interpersonal skills and you have to have a business acumen to know you know what's your break even what do you need to charge how much do you you know how much you're going to invest in this so if you're going to host in person at your place then yeah you better have the minis you better have the battle mat you better have the the atmosphere you know yeah but you could do it i mean it's still doable you just got to put in the work what do you what what are the biggest obstacles you think between a person saying you know what, I uh, you know, I just got laid off my job. I've got enough money for a year, maybe. And, uh, and I want to try this. I'm gonna, I have the time and in the drive. What? Yeah. Go ahead, go yeah. ahead. You're, you what do I, what right. do I do? What's my, what, what, is, what is your step one? Okay, you're going to go do this thing. You have some time to decide. You're, you're, you're going to do the thing. What are your key challenges? What are your first moves? You know, what, What's your pawn opening kind of deal here? Psychotron's listening, and let me just let me use Soup, who is the the GM for Nazaria. He has a podcast called Nazaria, and let's just talk about Soup. Soup's uh, in a rural area. He's a good GM. He does voices. He's he's charismatic. Uh, if he were to decide to start doing this, I would say number one, he has to set his price. He has to figure out how to set his expect how to set expectations with the people that pay that price. And he needs to make sure he, you know, can, has a good setup on, he, you know, knows how to operate Roll20 well to create that immersion thing. Because he's in a rural area. I don't think he's going to get a lot of takers face-to-face, but I think he'll get a lot of takers online. So it would be make sure he understands Roll20 and can operate it, set expectations early, and and set his price. That's what I think he could do. And I think he would be great at this. You think he should? I think he could charge I'm getting this very. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying what you're seeing is a world where there's this this giant need, and it is just going unmet, and it is just begging for people to show up and say, "Hello, I'm a GM, and I'm mm-hmm. solid. You're gonna have a great time. Give me your money." And the only reason it's not happening is because it's never happened before, and we have a culture where that's not really a thing, and it's there. It just had like it's it's cultural. It's not structural. It's just people aren't used to it yet, 
and it's going to happen. Yes. Is it's that kind of like where you're at? We've, it's, it's the thing of we've always done it this way. Well, we don't have to always do it that way forever. We can change it up because if uh, people that pay to go to an escape room, you're paying for somebody to entertain you and you're going to play the game. Tradition it, does not this mean any good. Different? Exactly. How is this any different? It's not. And I That's think, it, and especially if you have a GM. So let's say I'm online as a player and I want to find a GM. I, I need a GM. And I go to Roll20 and look in the, the community board there. And there's a GM that just can't find players. That's that's a red flag to me. Every GM should be able to find a player. So maybe you're a bad GM. But I think if you have a body of work to show, like Bamps does, like Soup does, people can see what kind of GM they are. Okay. And I think that I'm, helps I'm us set the it. expectation. So if I want to have a good time with my friends, we're all going to go out. People are doing paint and sip parties virtually via Zoom now. Paint and sip parties. So why wouldn't I spend that money with my friends to get together online and play an RPG? I got a decent GM. It's going to make it fun. It's a one shot. And if we want to do a campaign, we can always work that out for a cost, obviously. But why not? How is it any different than all the other entertainment things we do? Why won't we pay GMs? They do a lot of work. There's a lot of prep. Even if you go the lazy route like Bance does, there's still prep. He still preps. Why shouldn't we be compensated? But I don't think I have you on board, and that's what bugs me. I th you're kind of pulling me. It's, 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 it's a thing I wish was there because I want to be on both sides. I would love to be able to occasionally do it if I – and dip in for some money, and I would like to have access to game. I play on a, a, a server called Planner Marshes, okay? And I've had three games, two from the same GM. I would totally pay that guy money. He is a solid, uh, at least D&D, &D, 5th edition GM. Knows the rules. Uh, and just, just the way he interacts with you, he was great. And I don't know how good the stories are. It's kind of one of those sign-up deals. The was, there's only so much story you can get with a, whoever signs up. But I'm like, this is the kind of guy I would see paying for money, right? But here's the other problem. Mm -hmm. He's not charging any money. People are just giving it away for free. I think that may be exactly. the biggest obstacle. People are just. That's, that's the thing. If you're a GM and a solid GM, you need to start asking for that money. Even in your home game. If you're the forever GM, you demand some kind of compensation. Psychotron mentioned he's, uh, like, like I said, listening now as we record. Back in the day, it was you feed the GM. You, that GM got a pizza. You feed your GM. You get two liters of soda, you give him a bag of Doritos, and you give him a pizza. That's compensation. He should always get fed, at least. That should be the thing. But I know as a GM, I went uh, to my face-to-face -face game, uh, and I brought my own dinner. I didn't get paid. I did a lot of work, too. During the week, I did a lot of prep for this. But I never asked for the money. I never said I should be compensated. But to be fair, there were two other people at that table that were willing to GM. So I wasn't the forever GM. I just ended up being a GM for the majority of the time. Yeah. I, I, then that may be the biggest thing. The two biggest things are mm -hmm. cultural, both on the people who play games are not used to paying for it. And the people who run the games are not used to charging and they don't want to. And it's awkward. It's easy to just be, Hey guys, we're friends and I'll be the GM. And you may have a guy who's great. Like, yeah, you may have a bunch of trash or media. Yoka GMs, 
But there's probably a few people who just do that and they're awesome and they have no clue to ask. And they're undercutting you too because why? Like, I'm over here getting this amazing GM for free. Why am I going to go yeah. pay you $50? I got that guy. He's free. You know? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, in a hypothetical, not direct sense. That's what other people are going to be experiencing. So maybe it is just cultural. I don't know how you impact that. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be interesting. I would love to see it become a, a more established thing. I, I am totally with you. I think people should get paid for work, including entertainment. That's like anything else. I see no difference in the escape room example you gave in being a GM or being in a, a theater production. You're providing a service to entertain people. Get paid. I just hope it can get there. I, it, I guess it kind of bugs me that it hasn't happened more. D&D mm-hmm. Fit has been out for several years. D&D 4th, problematic though it was. Was that before that? <laughs> D&D's been around for 40, 50 years. And we don't have this... It, it's not like this established core. There's not D&D Co. with 45 branches and GMs running the shit out of the games that you're you know, strip mall in the eighties and shit. Like it just like, why? Mm-hmm. Something's got to give, right. It has not given in the past 30 something years. Yeah. I, I just think because back in the day, it just, because D and D especially has become so popular. I think that's why D and D is thought of as number one on you pay a GM to play D and D. I myself, if I were to want to get paid as a GM, I think I would start with call of Cthulhu. That's, that's my home. That's what I like the most. I would start there and probably try to branch out into other systems eventually, but I would start there. And I think I would start at 25 a seat. And I'll I'll say right now, if anybody's willing to take me up on that offer, please reach out to me. I have plenty of free time. I would love to run a game and get paid to do it. Hey, there we go. We'll, we'll plug them. <laughs> this, now, was, this episode was not a plug for me to start a business, anybody. That That is not. I'm just saying I would do it. I want to see what it's like. I want to see the pitfalls. I want to see the obstacles that come up so I can figure out how to overcome those and and, and develop better uh, I, I want to say one thing if you're, if you're just starting out. This is my one kind of off-the-cuff <laughs> suggestion, and it is have a ringer. Okay, bring in a <laughs> who's on your side who you're not charging, and it's like your buzz. So, like, if you're doing this, you can bring in me, or for, for you know, because at least you don't, yeah, you know, I don't mind dying too much, because uh, God yeah. knows it's <laughs> happening. <Too> and <laughs> so, yeah, just let me bring in, in and you know, at least you know, dead certain I'm not gonna be like, you know, and uh, and so I'll slap her, you know, like I'm not gonna like be weird, I'm not yeah. gonna like fuck yeah. it up. So you and and if I'm there and I kind of read the room, I can be kind of on your team, and so mm-hmm. I can pass the ball, move the conversation, move that game forward. As the play, I can be doing things as the player that the GM you just can't do, and I can read those signs. So maybe for, if you if you're not there listening to this, maybe on your first run through, you have one of the players secretly be your your you wingman. You just yeah. described the wingman. Yeah, you're the inside man. To make your, it's a wingman to make you look more attractive to the other players. Yes, and you don't say shit. You don't bust them out. You got your paying customer. No. And if it's online, feel free <laughs> to DM them and, and keep like, yeah, run, run game, man. There's no reason yeah. to get away. If, if if anything, GMs are supposed to be dealing from the bottom of the deck. That's just one more fucking card in my opinion. So. <laughs> Babes, do you have any advice for anybody that's thinking about doing this? 
hang out in discords related to the game because what I see time and time again, especially in the vampire discords, because those are my active ones right now because of the podcast, is in the like the looking for group channel. They'll be like, "Hey, me and four friends want to play," and I'm like, "Man, you got five people. You already got a table. Just somebody sit in the big chair. Come on." Those people are people that you just got to turn one of them to the idea of paying you, and they'll get all of their friends to do it. Which isn't bad, because that means that you know that the people that are going to be playing already have some chemistry with each other and don't hate each other. Yet. That's a well, good point. Yet. That's a good point. If Table you can find a, a cohesive can group. That problem. So. <laughs> so can Mario Kart and Smash, but yeah. <laughs> but no, that that's good. If you can find a pre-made group that's already friendly and and can work together, then that's even easier. Yeah. I would see it yeah. on the looking for group subreddit all the time. I would see it on different discords, just like people mm-hmm. that. Another mm-hmm. thing I see a lot is people are like, "Oh, I would GM, but I want to get some time in as a player first. And I'm like, "Well." Stop being a coward, first of all. <laughs> Thank you. Jump Thank you. <laughs> Secondarily, I know a good friend of mine who has said that he doesn't like GMing. He prefers to be a player, and that dude has never GMed a single game in his fucking life. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are going to be people that I think are going to have a better openness, I guess would be the word, to to the idea to start with. Or people that are... If you see people in those discords that are like, nobody ever runs games at, air quotes, my time zone. Mm-hmm. Because those people are probably going to be people that are like, oops. It just never works out. Also, if you know any additional languages, that can oh be my huge. Gosh. Huge. If you're bilingual, my God, that would be fantastic. I am not bilingual. I cannot put that on my resume. Speak languages is another level spell in real life. That's actually good and useful <laughs> to be able to speak multiple languages. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and I, I agree about yeah. the uh, you know the the time zone thing. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably really mm-hmm. big in the, in the uh, Pacific time zone because everyone there is either standoffish or from fucking California. So those are some strikes. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, no. Th- I think this is a uh, great advice. I I think it's. I think it's something that will grow, but I think it's also something that if you're a current GM and you're the current forever GM, you have to start demanding. And if you want to do this as a side hustle, make sure you got your skill set and you give it a go. Just, just try. Why not? Even if you just find five takers, it's five takers. You got some experience. You you get them to give you some type of you know review on make a Facebook page or or something Instagram and. Have them post a review there. And and then, you know, when you have future people that are interested, you just say, hey, go here and look at the other players that have tried my service. I'm See hoping we inspire Grave at this point. Like, he just, you know, fuck college. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you ever say those words. You be quiet. He's got one year left. Be quiet. <laughs> Edit that out, Grave. You ignore Man, that bit. Rocks <laughs> or fucking bath rocks, babe. Quick, quick. <laughs> No. What were you going to say, Pams? There are things that you can do to, air quotes, monetize your your friendly neighborhood game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got back from vacation. One of the things I was talking about on vacation was uh, one of the guys there is 
in a scout troop, and I pitched the idea of him setting up a Patreon for the scout troop because they have like monthly dues and stuff, right? And this way, your parents of the kids can just have it automatically come out of their accounts into the Patreon. It can go right into the troops account, and you have all of the paperwork there for anything you need need to ever show as far as accounting. You could set up a little Patreon thing just for your local friends that they kick in, let's say $5 a month a piece. It comes out of their accounts automatically. And then that money can just sit there. And like part of what we do for the podcast is the money that we collect from Patreon in addition to paying for hosting fees and the website and character art is we spend it on books. So having everybody kick in this money that can just sit there and collect until oh look new book came out oh look uh online materials or it could just sit there and be around for something that you guys might need for the game like a pizza party yeah yeah that's true i could just sit there that's true i can i can see that that that's an option yeah oh we're over an hour now uh any final thoughts from anybody you know, yeah, give, give it a shot. Do do what Bam says. Go online, find a group, charge them money, act like you've been here. I remember when I said, I mean, like a bullshit website when I was like 17, and I actually got people who had real business, you know, until they heard my, like, okay, sir, I'll make you a website, you know, voice. And uh, so just, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. Do, I, I agree with that. Go online, find an LFG, try it once, and if it goes wrong, you never have to talk to them again. So there right. you go. I, I hope there I've inspired go. some people. And it, games. First of all, you don't even need a website. You can just set up a Facebook page, even like an air quotes business Facebook yeah. page. You can get that code printed out on little, uh, get it made into a little QR code. Mm-hmm. Go on Vistaprint. You can get like a hundred business cards for free the first time mm-hmm. you sign up or all kinds of promotions they do all the time. And you can just have them. And it'll, you can make it look real professional mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with a little bit of effort. But when I was a kid, we didn't have. It was just an angel fire. Anyway, yeah, yeah. angel well, fire. When you were God. a kid, paid wow. jamming wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Now these are some tools that are out there. Yeah. There you go. There's plenty of ways I think to get this get this going. I think it's just yeah. deciding to do it, deciding you're good enough as a GM, and doing it. And if you don't think you're good enough as a GM, identify your weak points. Spend some time shoring those up and then do it. Just just do it. Jump in. Somebody should use that for a slogan. Just do it. <laughs> Shut up. They're going to charge me for saying it. <laughs> well, thank you, Bamps, for joining us t- tonight on this episode. I love giving people my opinion. Even I know. When they I don't love want it. hearing it. No, I always want your opinion. I enjoy listening to you ramble. And cotton, uh, I feel yeah, I, I, I also enjoy I enjoy hearing you ramble at home court. This is not a statement under duress. This is <laughs> you're just a guy who won't be a escort There is one one piece of advice that I will leave for people, just as like a life advice, and that's if mm. you if you give someone twenty dollars and you never see them again, it was worth it. So that's if you right. go if you go and you pay for one of these games. And you find out that you don't like this person. Hmm. 
that's worthwhile information. It was very much worth your like twenty to fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with with that statement with the with the context in in, in included. <laughs> Yo, if somebody asked to borrow twenty dollars from me, what? Yeah, Cotton. If you were like, "Hey, man, I need twenty bucks to get an Uber back from the convention center," and I gave it to you, and I never saw you again ever, money well spent. I guess <laughs> I just, I'm with. I'm fair enough. I'm with you. I just had a different context. <laughs> I just have a fucked up brain. I don't know what to say. Saw you again. <laughs> what, are, what are the context? Right. Never mind. We'll do. We'll do the okay. after dark session. Oh. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna end this. You guys are gonna keep going back and forth. All right. Thank you for joining us, Bamps. Thank you, Cotton. I'm happy you you you're kind of leaning my way now. I, I feel I've I've won, so that's good. <laughs> and then, um, like I I said at the beginning of the episode, we are recording next Sunday night as well, and the Sunday after, all in preparation for Gen Con. And then after Gen Con, we will be doing our post Gen Con show. So look for that in the near future. But thank you, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.